February 1991. The atmosphere is electric at the Target Center in Minneapolis. The sports center is packed to the brim. 15,000 spectators have gathered today to witness the U.S. Women's Figure Skating Championship. The competition promises to be fierce, the spectacle grandiose. Everyone shivers with excitement at the thought of discovering the future ice princess. Suddenly, the stands are plunged into darkness. The spotlights come on, and the ice sparkles with a thousand lights in the center of the stadium. And as the presenter announces the next contestant, a rumor spreads through the crowd. The next competitor has supposedly announced her intention to attempt a very special move in the middle of a routine, a jump considered impossible, the legendary and dangerous triple axel. Under the gaze of thousands of eyes, a 21-year-old young woman steps onto the rink. Her mint-colored leotard and mini-skirt reveal an athletic physique. Her blonde hair is pulled back, except for a thick and unruly fringe. Standing barely 1.55 meters tall, her mere presence commands silence and demands respect. In her eyes, one can read her determination, and in the assured manner she advances to the center of the rink, her unwavering ambition. The music starts, slow and solemn. From the outside, she appears to exude absolute self-confidence. But in reality, the young woman feels her heart beating faster in her chest. Her hands tremble, her ears ring, her thighs tense up like two logs of wood. What if she failed? What if she fell in front of this crowd, in front of the cameras? She takes a deep breath and closes her eyes for a second. The world seems to disappear around her. She can hear nothing but the music, the blades of her skates softly scraping the ice as she waits, motionless, before launching herself. Little does she know that in a few moments, and in the three years to come, she will forever mark the history of her sport, for better or for worse. Hello, I'm Fabrice. Welcome to Fabulous Destinies. In the early 90s, her breathtaking performances left an indelible mark on the American and international figure skating world. But she quickly became a controversial figure following a dark incident of assault. Her name, Tanya Harding. Between ambition and jealousy, discover her controversial destiny. Tanya glides before the thousands of spectators gathered for the 1991 U.S. Women's Figure Skating Championship. She makes arcs for momentum, and in a matter of seconds, she crosses the entire rink. Her arms trace arabesques in the air as she changes direction solely with the power of her legs. The ice barely makes a sound under her skates. 
Despite the speed, each of her movements remains precise, elegant, carefully choreographed. She dances as if the wind propels her forward. Her movements are so graceful that one could almost forget the physical and athletic demands on her performance. Suddenly, Tanya extends her arms horizontally and calmly lifts her left leg. The crowd hold their breath. Everyone knows what the young woman is about to attempt. A legendary move, very dangerous and excessively difficult to execute. The triple axel. She bends her legs, channels all her strength into her thighs and leaps into the air. The half second that follows belongs in history. Suspended above the ice, Tanya Harding completes three and a half rotations before landing with a pressure of 200 kilograms on a single skate, barely wider than a razor blade. The execution is flawless. The audience explodes and rises in the stands to applaud the feat. Tanya herself, previously calm and composed, cannot contain her joy. She raises both fists in the air and screams in triumph. She knows she has just accomplished an almost impossible feat. She is the first American to successfully perform this move in an official competition and the second woman in the world in the history of figure skating. To understand the energy and ambition of this extraordinary young woman, let's go back a few years. Tanya was born in 1970 in Portland, Oregon. The Harding family is extremely poor and lives in a trailer home. Her father abandons her at a very young age, leaving her alone with her mother, Lavona. Lavona is an alcoholic, depressive, and beats her daughter regularly with a hairbrush. A life of misery and a violent mother, Tanya's childhood could have been summarized as such if she hadn't, by chance, found herself in a nice rink one winter evening at the age of three. The little girl immediately feels at ease on the ice. Within minutes, she finds her balance, and within hours, she's already speeding across the ice. Her talent is evident. Although figure skating is an expensive discipline, her mother decides to spend all her savings to provide her with lessons. In reality, she sees her daughter as a future means to make money. Tanya is coached by Diane Rawlinson, a former figure skating champion. Usually, Diane doesn't coach girls as young as Tanya, but Tanya is so precocious and talented. For years, she improves her technique, perfects her posture, and trains her body to execute the most demanding figures in the sport. But the young girl is rebellious. Throughout her adolescence, her mother continues to beat her and tell her that she's good for nothing. So when she steps onto the ice, Tanya seeks to escape far from any constraints or authority. Soon, she develops an explosive and fiery style. She incorporates pop rock music into her routines and shines more with her technique than with her grace. The image of the sweet and lovely ice princess? Not for her. What she wants is to feel free and to be recognized as an athlete. During training, Tanya meets another prodigy of American figure skating, Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy is the opposite of Tanya. She is slim, has delicate features, and wears beautiful white lace dresses. Everyone compares her to an angel, 
but the rivalry between the two women is about to take a much more dramatic turn. Before we continue with this episode, a quick break to give the floor to our partner without whom this podcast could not exist. Don't go away, we'll be right back. At the age of 15, Tanya meets Jeff Galuli, a young man two years older than her. He finds her beautiful, has a job, and owns a car. That's enough for Tanya, who's eager to escape her horrible mother. In 1990, they get married. But in reality, she leaves one toxic relationship to fall into another, even worse than the previous one. Jeff Galuli follows her everywhere she goes. He attends all her training sessions and interviews. He starts controlling her life, her diet, her appearance, not to mention the bruises he often leaves on her body after particularly violent fits of anger. Despite it all, Tanya shines in 1991 at the U.S. Women's Figure Skating Championship. Her triple axel earns her praise from the judges and she finishes first. But the pressure builds up on the young woman's shoulders and her troubled private life doesn't help. At the 1992 Winter Olympics, she misses the same move that had made her famous a year earlier and falls to the ground. Her performance remains very respectable, but the podium eludes her. Nancy Kerrigan, her angelic rival, earns the civil medal. Two years later, on January 6, 1994, Nancy Kerrigan finishes her training. She doesn't want to overwork her muscles, as the new edition of the U.S. Championship will take place the next day. She steps off the ice and takes off her skates. Who will come out on top this time? Her or her rival, Tanya Harding, with her triple axel? Feeling a bit nervous, Nancy passes a curtain and heads alone towards the locker room. When suddenly, two strangers emerge from the end of the hallway. She barely has time to react before one of them brandishes a crowbar and strikes her knee with all their might. She falls to the ground, overwhelmed by pain, and screams while holding her leg. Her whole body trembles, her vision blurs. She can't make out the faces of her attackers who flee running. Alerted by the young woman's cries, members of her team rush to her side. But it's too late. Nancy Kerrigan won't be able to participate in the championship the next day. Tanya Harding, on the other hand, once again finishes first in the competition. But the praise is short-lived. A burning question torments the spectators. Does Tanya have any connection to her rival's attack? The timing is perfect. The coincidence seems a bit too significant. A few days later, the investigation exposes the two attackers, and under police pressure, they reveal the name of the person who paid them to harm the skater. Jeff Gillily, Tanya's husband. The three men are arrested and sentenced to two years in prison. In the following months, despite Tanya's insistence on her innocence, the media doesn't let up on her. Harassed day and night with questions, she eventually admits to having overheard a few suspicious conversations from her husband. 
That's all the American justice system needs to charge her with perjury. She is fined $100,000, stripped of her recently won U.S. champion title, and worse, she is banned from competition for life. Her dreams are shattered. Her career is ruined. Tanya was at the peak of her glory. And in an instant, everything is torn away from her. In the years that follow, Tanya Harding takes up boxing to overcome this terrible ordeal. She's not bad at it, but she quits quickly to become a welder, then a saleswoman in a department store. Today, she's 52, and people are still divided on her guilt. Some believe that, out of jealousy towards her rival Nancy Kerrigan, she may have directly ordered the attack. Others consider that she was under the control of a possessive and violent husband and that the court's decision was disproportionate. In 2017, a biographical film titled I, Tanya, starring Margot Robbie in the lead role, traces the tumultuous journey of this woman with an extraordinary and controversial destiny. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fabulous Destinies. Feel free to share with us stories that you would like to hear on your favorite listening platform or via Baba Bam's Instagram or Twitter page. We'll be happy to discover them. <laughs>